Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's, let me just make an adjustment on the old mic right there. Had to suck up a little black coffee. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's so great to have you join us here on the Dr. Pat Show. I got a very special hour for you following the hour we just did. And as I mentioned throughout the month, yes, yes, let's celebrate pride together, all of us. And I'll be mentioning that in every show and perhaps sharing a tidbit as we go. But what we talked about before is what my very special guest today is going to talk about. You know, what does it mean, life in the gray area? What does that look like? And what happens when you emerge and discover who you are and start to figure out what you'd like to bring forth in the world? Maybe you didn't see it back in the day, but you're here now. Jessica Henderson is joining me here today, executive producer right here at Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, She's actually much more than that. She's also our VP of Sales and Marketing. Uh, and the genius behind the integrated technology that you've heard us talk about. She's been somebody that said yes to an internship 10 years ago and sat next to somebody I hope she talks about that literally taught her what to do and how to do it. Lifelong creative and a musician. You know, when I think about passion for learning, it's an understatement. There are, there are certain of us that have a passion for learning, and then there, there are others that have a conviction to make sure they do learn it. And so here she is with this incredible direction of her life, the thing we call audio engineering, Benny. But what happens when you get dropped into an internship somehow through some strange idea because we were partnering with the Institute and, and you end up in a little room in somebody's house taking instructions from an ex-military, fabulous ex-military, Heather. And the next thing you know, you're offered a job. But what are you thinking to yourself? Are you thinking about that gray area? Are you thinking about possibilities? Or are you thinking about, let me just do the next indicated thing? But in time, you change, you grow, you become part of transformation and not just on the outside of transformation. You start to feel the energy of flow that generates when you say the word transformation. You also start to understand that you can define transformation in your own way. Many people define transformation as struggle. You've got to burn. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. There are four totems in transformation. And I have to think really hard which one of them goes through that kind of burning process. But here she is today 
you know, right in the center of our hosts, our co-hosts, our sponsors, our producers, Jacob, Olivia, producers we're bringing on. But here you are, you're that person, and out of you emerges your own show. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the possibility perspective. How do you give birth to that? Jessica, good to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Interesting. Uh, your your perspective on me is interesting. <laughs> you know, I have to get it in a short period of time, so I have to give you the cliff notes of it. I like the genius bit. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, you know, part of this is really looking at what you talk about the possibility perspective. And I want to step back for a minute uh, before we really get into talking about opinion and perspective, because these are really these are really interesting bedfellows, right? Um, you know, sometimes, as Don Miguel taught me a long time ago, you know, when you're in a place, how can you find a way to not take something personally? It's one of the hardest things that he does. I mean, his book, The Four Agreements, I don't know anybody that can do them. I just think we should all try. But for you, we're talking about the possibility perspective and the fine line, the gray area that defines opinion and and perspective. What does that mean to you? Okay, so to me, I, I had to Google this. Because I started, <laughs> I started talking about perspective, and then I started saying all these things that are my own perspective and this and that. And then I was like, or are these my opinions? And then what's the difference? So I had to Google it. Um, and I actually agree with the answer that I got on Google, so I'm just going to read it to you. Right. A perception is what I see and how I interpret it. An opinion is what I do with the information I've obtained via my perception. So for me, I, that's, that's exactly how I would define it is that my opinions are based on my perceptions. And so then the question is, well, what are your perceptions based on then? And what are they based on? I think they're based on your upbringing. I think they're based on experiences and circumstances. I mean, you can go back to the show you did the last hour, this pride month, is, is a perfect example of people's experiences and upbringings and perspectives on life. And, and going, it was really cool the way you went through the history of it because somebody standing here today that doesn't understand Pride Month or the celebration of it or the history of it has a very different perception, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, the goal is to be open-minded enough to just know that people have different perceptions and then see what, where we can meet in the middle on it. Yeah. You know, what I love about this conversation is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struck by the history and the energy and the, um, and the forward movement of perspective, because what I realized in prepping for that last show is I realized that, Within two generations, no one will remember Stonewall. Maybe one generation. It'll be a far cry from any of that. Um, And, you know, let's talk about perspective for a minute. I've said to many people, right? 
make sure you take a stand for your rights, women. And they look at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and I look at them and I say, well, women in this country don't have equal rights. And they look at me and they say, what? And so I realized that I have a perspective about a bit of information, which is actually factual. And my generation has not done a good job. And I'm generalizing, so you can email me on it, but myself included. We've not done a good job on putting perspectives on the table so people can understand them. And how do you look at opinion and perspectives? And each of them has their own potholes, but each of them has their own mountain slopes. How do you put them together to shape a person? It's huge. And it's something that I think is a piece of self-discovery for me as I go, which is why I wanted to do the show to begin with. Because I really wanted to take people's perspectives that, you know, if you put them in a room together, they might get in an argument. And so how can we share and listen and be open and see when we're headed down a, a pitfall is when we're not open. When we are stand so solid in our ground about something and we think we are so right and this is the fact and this is what it is and nothing can change my mind, we're never going to get anywhere, ever. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what the argument is because even if in the end you are right, which honestly I don't know that I believe anyone's right or wrong about anything to be honest, <laughs> but even in the end, if you let's say for, for sake of argument that you are right, so <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> so what does mm-hmm. that mean like are you right to try to change other people's opinions or perspectives are you right just for your own self like what's the point of being right about something and so if if that's all you're focused on is being right about something that's a pitfall because you're not gaining anything except ego I suppose you're not going to change anybody else's But if you step back for just a second and you let go of being right just to be right or whatever ego is telling you you have to be in this way, you you actually have a chance to change somebody else's perception if you approach it differently. Right. And that's what I see. That's what I see wrong in what's with what's in our world is that we don't know how to communicate with each other and listen with compassion and understanding. And then everything just gets even more divided. So I think that's the biggest pitfall is just being so stuck in your own way that you're unwilling to listen. Well, I mean, part of this too is we've been talking a lot with Nancy Landrum and the shows from Nancy Landrum, but also, you know, you, me, we've been talking about learning and understanding each other better. And, And I was fascinated by the Enneagram and the, that little brief thing we did, right, <clears throat> with Renee, Renee Siegel, that little brief thing. And yet my awareness at that moment, and even for a couple of days, I've lost sight of it. And, you know, there are things that we have to understand about ourselves so that we can help with not just perspective, but how do we go from perspective to possibilities? We're going to take a short break, Jessica, when we come back. What does the journey look like? 
from perspective to possibilities. You know, what is it that I realized in the last show that I, I said I would announce in this show that was a very important perspective for me about not stretching enough of the possibilities to really take action, to create a community of people that can talk with each other and honor the dignity of a human spirit. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Jessica Henderson. Yeah, from perspective to possibility, is it one step? Is it two? Am I going to have to hang glide or am I have to jump from a plane? Stay tuned. We'll be back. The finder of lost things, exploring your superpowers of trust, healing and transformation with me, Hannah Belton. When my brother Christian went missing, I completely denied my grief. We can either transform and transition or we can stay stagnant. This podcast will uncover the process that Christian and I went on to find the lost things, him, and to find the parts of me that were missing. And there's things that are missing in you that prevent you from letting go, whether it's a person, a dream, a lifestyle. That process of trusting and finding the lost pieces and, and integrating them, that's where you get your sustainable transition that will carry on. Tune in every Monday at 9am Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You can find me at hannahvelton.online. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative and earth-shattering way to live, work and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com Has your kindness been used against you? Are you ready to clear the confusion and reconnect with your power? then it's time to become Toxic Person Proof. Join Toxic Relationship Specialist Sarah K. Ramsey as she gives you the secrets to rebuilding and rebranding your life after a toxic person encounter. It's time to get past the past, get real about the present, and get serious about your future. For more information, visit sarahkramsey.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium genie and spirit walker Nicole. 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, this is a, a great conversation to have because I, I think there are multiple perspectives to things. We've certainly seen it in the headlines. You know, it doesn't matter what news clip you watch. 
you get two people that you think have the same perspective in a room and they don't. One of them may have the same perspective, but has a different opinion. How do you have the meeting of the minds? How do you come to this place where we understand the relationship between opinion, perspective, and perception? Because in the world we live in, in the world we live in, whether you go back to 1969 or you go back to 2000 and whatever it was with Chris Gregoire, or you take a look at the current environment we're living in, the opinion and perspective in the middle of a pandemic is extremely important that we have this conversation because opinion and perspective, they've become to shape who we are. And they're based on beliefs. You know, they're based on where we come from and what we believe. And it doesn't mean the deep-seated beliefs at birth, but what do you believe in this moment? Jessica, thank you for taking this on. Before we go ahead, you know, your, your show is The Possibility Perspective. Tell folks about that. Tell them where they can find out more about that. Absolutely. I have a website, thepossibilityperspective.com, and then also you can subscribe to it on most podcasting platforms and Transformation Talk Radio. I release, as of right now, a new episode on the 11th of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific time until I decide to do more frequently or my boss gives me a little bit more breathing room. That ain't happening. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, look, in the scheme of things, as we look at this and we look at that and we take a look at relationships, we've got to put this together because opinion, perspective and perception and possibility, right? When you put these all together, they will cultivate a picture and it, was, it will be a picture that will drive an action or an inaction. And in the world we live in, inaction and action, believe it or not, they are still action. But when you think about opinion perspective, get us to the bridge of one of the most critical things that we can understand about ourselves, our perception. Okay, so I've got an example for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Passenger side mirror. I think on all vehicles, there's a message and it says, I'm going to get this right. I think Uh, it says objects are closer. No objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Okay. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. I've struggled with this my entire life. I have looked in the mirror and then I've looked behind me and I've looked in the mirror and I've looked behind me trying to figure out what this message says, because is the message saying that the objects are actually closer to you than they appear in the mirror? Or is it saying (laughs) that the objects in the mirror make them closer than they actually appear when you look behind you? It could be interpreted both ways. It's all about your perspective on that. And now there is a right or wrong to this one because if you get it wrong, you might run into something. But I'm just saying like the way that's phrased, that's an example of communication where you could have a serious pitfall if you don't get that right. Do you know which one it is? 
Well, you know, I have to be honest with you. You know enough about my type to know that I probably don't read it. Right? <laughs> right? right? But along the same lines, you know, what you're talking about presents an opinion depending upon who you ask. I bet if you ask Linda that question, she'd be able to give you her opinion. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm not sure. I mean, the whole thing also ties in to the human factors way they're developing these cameras in our vehicles, right? Because you're talking about the side mirror. But if you take that one step further, right, and you look at the design, the human factors design of even turning on the camera and trying to figure out in the parking space, right? I, I'm t I can't tell you how many times I've been in a car with Linda and the camera turned on and there's the green line and the yellow line and we're looking at each other, which line do we follow? And I'll say, well, the green line is moving. The yellow line is telling you. And by the time you figured it out, you're so confused. So what's your answer? Which one do you follow? I actually have no idea. <laughs> I still to this day have no idea. I, I mean, I, I think I figured it out from time to time, but I've spent so much time agonizing over it that I've confused myself to the point of inaction. And so mm -hmm. that, you know, circling back to the action versus inaction, I literally agonized over that for so long that I'm just like, screw it. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not going to try to figure it out. And that can happen, I think, in our lives. And I think that's that space of not going to possibility. Um, and I think that that happens to all of us. You know, that's a silly example, but that happens to all of us in a lot of aspects of our life that we we either, you know, if we're not in the stick in the sand, we just kind of almost go to it and I don't care. Right. And so let's talk about the danger of that, right? Because there's there's a danger also too of agonizing over getting it to the point, right, where you become immobile. So one aspect is you don't care about it because there it's just mind-boggling. The other one is how do we look at our, our perspectives and our perception to the point where it's either going to get us to where we want to go or not, right? I mean, I'm going through this right now with making decision about the office space and you know, I come in today and I'm feeling really good about, you know, the office space and about, you know, where we're going and what we're doing. And I walk in and I'm thinking to myself, please turn on the air conditioning. And I never think that, Jessica. I just, I'm <laughs> like, you know me, right? If it's 80 degrees in here, I'll be, and I got Linda in the other room who's got this clanking sound coming from something in the ceiling. And I'm thinking to myself, this is why I haven't signed the extended lease. Because there are things that I need to make sure are taken care of. And so is there a possibility of being both in this place, of being very left-brained about it? What does that rearview mirror say? Does it say this or does it say that? That's the place. Having a, an eye on possibilities, but not compromising, right? The ideal situation. So the ideal perspective, the ideal perception. My perception and your perception, if, if, if we sat down and talked about the space, which we've done a million times, we'd have very similar ideas about it. 
but I may be more agonizing over Linda just going out of her mind in there with clanking sounds from the fan and my reluctance to sign a five-year lease. Mm -hmm. So how do we get off the stuck pad? You know, how do we not become flies on flypaper? That's what I want to know from Jessica Henderson. So this is an interesting one because the the very fact of your inaction in this has actually created other possibilities in them coming back with a better offer on the space, right? Yes. Them, I mean, and then us looking at, okay, if we have this more space, what are we going to do with it? And where are we going to go? And what's it going to be? So it's really interesting because you, I think sometimes we think inaction is a bad thing. Thank you. We, and I don't think it is. I, I mean, we could get into the whole, we kind of talked about that on my last show where I interviewed you about good versus bad, who decides, right? Yeah. But this is an example of where inaction is actually really served because it's been, and the inaction has allowed you to come back into this space and observe some stuff that you weren't observing when you were, you couldn't have made that decision without coming back in here. You yeah. were here. Uh, it's also allowed for, yeah, now putting a little pressure on the other side in terms of negotiation. But also, uh, you know, I want to ask you about this when we come back from break. What happens when two people or more, three people, two people, three, what happens when the three of us, maybe Benny too, maybe Jacob too, maybe like we all have a different perspective on something which is founded on a belief or an opinion. How do we bring the meeting of the minds to to get to the win-win? How do we get to the win-win about something? How do we enter the realm of possibilities, right? Because in the possibility perspective, in what you do in your show, you say we can expand our mind, we can heal our wounds, we can gain compassion, We could truly look at solutions by exposure to different perspectives and that the possibility perspective, your show, your platform is about attitude, choice, awareness, personal truth, freedom, acceptance, resilience, healing, compassion, perseverance, humility, knowledge, and power, all wrapped up to one. When we come back, we're going to talk about what happens if we can achieve just one, one of those in a win-win scenario. What happens if we could let go of a control of being right? What happens with that? And what happens when that shows up in your personal life in the middle of a pandemic? Can you honor where each other is? I spent an hour on a call this morning and I listened to a very different perspective than mine. How do we honor each other? We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Jessica Henderson joining me here today. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. 
Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Tune in to the show, Heart Change Consciousness, with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Jessica Henderson in the house. For those of you out there, you will be able to see her website, thepossibilityperspective.com. Go over there and check it out. What are you going to find? You're going to find information about what this is. But you're also going to find a little information about her. And, you know, one of the things I'm also going to do is going to coach her a little bit more on just kind of, you know, just to tell a little bit more of her story. But she tells you her perspective. She tells you about the unknown. She tells you about now and next. And we're going to talk about that now. All of this is on our website, beautiful website. And, you know, we're going to talk about how did she go from the perspective she had in the network? How did she go from there to moving to where she was three years into it, then five years into it? then more into it. What is it about her and her core beliefs? And how are she and I alike in a lot of ways? But what is it about the way we look at the world? And what is it that helps us change? What is it about the way we look at the world? What is it that helps us change? And then once we can realize that, and we understand the stories in our lives, and we We understand the fact that every step of the way we're manifesting, we're creating. When does the light bulb go on? Jessica, 
thank you for joining us here today. I mean, and thank you for stepping out into the world because it would be, it would be a little bit odd if you, you didn't step out in the world. But thank you for step out in the world powerfully. Um, I want to ask you about this because, you know, look, we're talking about the possibility perspective, but we're talking about perspective and perception now. Life in the gray area. This is where you step into the gray area. You know, opinions sometimes are not so gray. I like, uh, do, do you like milk or not? Uh, yes or no? Okay. Do you like your hamburger cooked well done or, or yes or no? How do you like the hamburger cooked? Uh, what is not negotiable for you? Do you know you're not negotiables in life? That's a little bit more gray. Do you know you're not negotiables in life? I have a couple. Learn about them. But now we walk, we walk the path of perception, reality, and our core beliefs. And, you know, they, when I read your website and read what you wrote, all of this factored in to where you are today. But I'm interested in that journey for you. You know, I'm interested in imagining you sitting next to Heather. Gotta love Heather. And we have a lot of pictures of Heather at the Northwest. You sitting next to Heather, an intern, and what those moments were like, and how that was a perfect match, Heather and you. Or was it? Tell me. Uh, so this is my perspective. I've heard a you know hearsay about her perspective of me, and she thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't talk. <laughs> um, the level of detail that was handed over to me, in some ways, made my head want to explode. However, the perfectionist in me was all in. So, I mean, to this day, the, the level of detail shocks me of literally what, from the moment I walked into the door, you check this bookshelf for this, you check this bookshelf for this, and you check this bookshelf for this, and then you get this tag and you move it over here, and then this book goes down here, and then this one goes and put you put it on Dr. Pat's desk. That's the first thing you do when you get in. What's the next thing that you do when you get in? You turn on this computer and you go and you look here. What's the next thing that you do when you, I mean, it was so detailed, but it set me up for success because it, in, it embedded some habits in me that, I mean, you couldn't cut corners, let's say. Yeah. It was like, this is the success of the network depends on you and what you're doing and what you're monitoring and what you're reporting and then what you're editing and uploading and putting it in the wrong place has this ripple effect that you can't even imagine. So one, I was terrified <laughs> that I was gonna do something wrong. So I was like, every detail, follow it, check it off. And that was really a stretch for me. I have never been an instructions follower. I have never been detail oriented to that point. But it's really interesting because I this is where I fall into the gray area, gray area because there's this part of me that's just like, just do it. It's going to be fine. But then there's this perfectionist side of me that is like, but it has to be exactly right. So even if you don't follow the instructions, it has to be done precisely. So yeah. like those two things don't really make sense. Yeah. So I think I've lived most of my life in the, that kind of weird gray area, which has caused some interesting turns and twists and battles, I would say. But um, it, it, it is interesting, though, because I think Jacob, who's running the show, is probably thinking, what book she talking about? Right? Um, 
But I find, too, is that, you know, we're going to go back to that kind of training. We have to, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not quite that, but when you hand somebody a manual and say your first three days here are really reading it and asking questions, our jobs, isn't it, to say, did you do that? And to really help to make sure things are done. But you followed that instruction. Because tell me about the core belief under that. That's what I want to know. Because I believe I, I mean, I was raised that if you're going to show up and do a job, you show up and do it to your very best ability and you go above and beyond every time. Like you, you see somebody carrying groceries in, you get up off your butt and you go help them carry the groceries in. Like that was just like a no brainer. Right. So I took that level of work ethic into everything that I did. Did I know what the outcome was necessarily going to be? Did I know I was going to get a job? Did I know at that point I was even going to care about this content? (laughs) No, to be honest, like I looked at the website and went, oh, okay, (laughs) this is interesting, but you know what? I was open though. I was open to whatever it was going to be because it was, it was an internship. It was a way to get my foot in the door and it was a way to continue learning and figuring out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the shocker for me was when I started to listen to shows and I was like, oh, I like that. (laughs) Oh, manifesting. Oh, that's how I ended up in Seattle. Oh, that's how I ended up with this internship. Right. Oh, like, you know, and then learning about programming. And I mean, it took me on a journey that then you go backward in your life and then you try to figure out what, what have I been programmed to do or think? And that all comes back to perspective, right? So you go all the way back and then you figure out along the way, what has really shaped who you are and what you believe. And then what are you willing to change and what do you want to change and what do you want to hold on to? And that's been a continual journey in working here just as a natural evolution, because that's the type of content we produce. And I found myself just exploring and getting into it. And I'll tell you the one thing I really know after this, and especially after this year, is the more truly grounded in your core beliefs you are, the 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 more it doesn't matter what anyone else around you is doing or thinking. It doesn't upset you. It doesn't frighten you. It doesn't anger you. And even if it is something you want to take action on, you're able to do it in a way that's compassionate and effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is if you get grounded in those core beliefs and are, because I think when we get defensive about something or we get angry about something, there's something out of balance there. Then with our core belief, there's, there's an insecurity there that's that's causing those types of reactions yeah generally it's a need to be right but understand the need to be right is something really important and it's wounded and we all see it if you could if you've been wounded you know i've been wounded so i can see it and you know my mentor told me so don't you say you ain't never gonna take anybody to place you haven't gone pat and you know i used to joke about what that meant until that dawned on me but there is a place where you have to have both compassion and humility together. I want to talk about humility because it is so important in possibilities. Humility isn't what you think it is. It's it's not this groveling thing, right? It's not the thing where it's actually a point of strength. Humility is a point of strength. You know, it's not about thinking any less of yourself. It's just thinking about yourself less. 
right? <laughs> That's it. I mean, you, nobody says humility is don't think, you know, don't take care of yourself. Don't do this. It's just when we put ourselves to the point of righteousness and put ourselves first, we can't hear anybody. Mm-hmm. But compassion and humility together are what make enormous large profit organizations, PETA.org, for example, when you can combine those. But Jessica, here's the dilemma for a lot of people, and we're going to go ahead and skip the next break. The dilemma is if I step there, then I might have to give something up and I might have to compromise. And I was taught a long time ago that compromise is not your end game. Win-win is your end game. Compromise is not. You know, sometimes you'll you'll compromise because it's it's just the only solution. It's the only way. But if you can search for the possibility perspective, it ends up in the top top right corner of the conflict resolution chart, and it's win-win. And it's one of the hardest things to do and the easiest thing to strive for. You know, so the possibility perspective how does it help us move out of the gray area? I don't know that we ever move out of the gray area, to be honest. I think that there is value in the gray area. The gray area to me is the place of exploring. It's the place of listening. It's the place of being open to other things. It's the place of understanding. And then in, and then when you get to those core beliefs, then you're out of the gray. There's certain things you're out of the gray area on. But I also think that we have to be willing to even take those core beliefs and just shift them back into the gray area for a minute, because that's where we remain open. And it's uncomfortable as heck, because I don't want to think about compromising things. I don't want to think about being wrong. I don't want to, but you got to get over yourself sometimes. (laughs) I, I mean, literally I've had to tell myself this so much lately is just get over yourself. Mm -hmm. Is it really worth it? And the answer is usually no. So Mm -hmm. move yourself right into that gray area and get comfortable with it. And then, because that's where we can really truly get to a space of discovery and possibility. And, you know, I think we're faced with these, I think we're faced with these challenges now more than we've ever been. And I was talking to one of our hosts this morning and what I realized is, you know, clearly what goes on in the United States is very different than that what goes on in Canada and other countries. You know, but here in the United States, where we're feeling uh, a little bit more comfortable around the pandemic, you know, a lot of the restrictions have been removed. Um, And yet there's some interesting thing going on here that's even tough for me, you know, because I have an opinion. um, And and yet my opinion aligns with the action. But I'll tell you what my hot button is. I don't think you manipulate people into making a decision about what to do in a pandemic one way or the other. I think you let them decide. I mean, you know, million dollar lotteries for people as incentive, you know, threatening not to take them places if they don't do one thing or another. And, you know, I'm finding that even for somebody like me who has an opinion about something like what goes on in a pandemic. I also have a counter opinion that says, don't manipulate people. 
Let them decide for themselves. You know, like what? You're going to give fifth graders a million-dollar lottery if they do so? I, I just I, I went off for a minute. But what I'm trying to say is I can have an opinion and have a perspective and have a perception until another one of my core beliefs is hit. And that's procedural justice. It is a major core issue for me. It's not about the what. It's not about the end game. It's how we get there. If you're going to fire somebody, fire them with dignity and respect. Honor their dignity, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to make a decision about something, please do it with honor and dignity. But a million-dollar lottery over something, Jesus, can't people decide? That's where I want to talk to you about possibility, perspective, and what, and what lengths we will go to convince other people that our way is the best way. I think that's one of our biggest problems. I think we are so busy either A, manipulating to try to get to be right, or B, talking at people to be right and shaming and, you know, making people feel lesser than because of one way or another. How are you ever going to get somebody... When in your life have you ever responded positively to those feelings? I'll wait. So what makes people think that that's the right I'm way? I'm waiting too. Right? I mean, yeah. that, but again, this is my perspective and my opinion on it. And it, that, you know, that can point to a lot of things going on right now in the world. Yeah. So it's just, it is interesting. And I think that that's where mm-hmm. we just need to keep having conversations. We do. We have to have the conversation. I want to point a very, I want to point out a situation uh, because I think it falls directly in your, in your realm of the possibility perspective for 80 years, 80 years in all of the 12 step programs, regardless of where technology was or wasn't any venture outside of the realm of anonymity, I mean anything, including letters, emails, anything, was that is just completely unacceptable. So here's what's going on in the world. We enter into a pandemic, and the thing that we held so dear is less important than saving lives of people. So what we decide is we're going to save lives of people and we're going to test the waters of the digital age. And what we find is organizations such as that, and they are not only the 12 step programs are not the only ones I'm talking about centers all over the world that it required a face to face, right? Like you got to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your doctor, telemedical, whatever that's called, everything has changed. In that way, work, you're working from home. But now, Jessica, people want to go go back. I I mean, honestly, there's a corporation that I will not name that put a memo out to their employees that they need to go back to normal. Normal, just come back to work. There's some things that will go back in the bottle. I don't ever think that any kind of outreach organization that is allowed for digital communication will go back in the bottle. But how do we move the possibility meter 
so that we understand what's important to us and what's not and what we can do about it. Because it's one thing to have a possibility, but a possibility without action is what? That's, that's like smoke. Exactly. And that's the conversation piece. It's the conversation and communication piece. So it's first figuring it out. It's, it's a lot of work too. I mean, that's not like, just like you sit down one day and you make a pro con list about your life. Like, yeah, cool. That would be nice. Um, But it's figuring out what we want and then it's going to figure out what we want to do about it. And then figuring out how to do it with humility, compassion, kindness, open understanding. And then and then from the top there, like the example you used, if there's a company that wants everybody to come back to work and there's people that don't want to, or they figured out how to very easily do their job, right? You know, now you've now you're in the pros and cons of impact in the company and the people and their livelihoods and their families and all of that. So if that's something that you're really passionate about, then do the work behind it. Don't just get upset by it and write a Facebook post ranting about it. Like, what is that going to do for you? Absolutely nothing. So figure out the facts, come up with a compelling conversation, schedule the meetings with the people you need to schedule the meetings with, and then see what you can do. But the the key is you have to be unattached to the outcome because guess what? You still might not get, you might do all that work and you still might not get your way. And that's when the possibility perspective comes in. That's when faith comes in. That's when you look at something and you say, okay, I put forth my effort. I laid, you know, my, my, drew my line in the sand of what I wanted. And I communicated that to the best of my ability. Now what? Now, what am I supposed to learn from this? And what other possibilities are there for me? Is it another job that I can live this lifestyle? Do I need to go start looking for that? Is that the, is that the message here? Or is it something I need to look differently at my own core beliefs? And then you go from there. But I I think that that's, that's part of the problem is we just sit and get so upset about something and then don't act, take impactful action about it. Cause you could argue that taking action is writing a post about it, but is that impactful action? Exactly. You know, as we wrap this conversation up, what I'm really struck by are three things. One is the journey to possibilities through both the mind and the heart is one of the most important journeys we can take. You can enter the world of possibilities through your left brain intellectual phenomenon. I've done that. Um, and in a, in, a dissert- in a tenure research journey, I had a committee except for one person that wanted me to keep to that. But I had one person that believed in the possibility of looking at the human potential from the heart, that looked at something from the heart. Sometimes these things are hard to measure. What's Jessica's, Jessica Henderson's baseline for the possibility perspective? I think the pause that you could think about the pause as the gray area and stepping back to really do the work to figure out who you are at your core. Who are you? What is your personal truth? And then from there, figure out the appropriate action in your life. And that's something that it, it takes work to even get to the space of being open to do that. But I think if we all could do that a little bit more, we'd see some serious change happen mm-hmm. in a positive way. Yeah. In ways we wouldn't expect. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, as I did that last show and I was really trying to reflect upon moments that you just don't want to ever remember. You don't want to speak about them. You don't want to remember them. Um, you, you don't want to remember a time in life where you hardly can remember that lack of freedom for any one group. But the reality is, you know, there's a possibility of us all experiencing freedom. How we get there is going to go through, as you say, the gray area. Two people look at a videotape that's nine minutes long. One person walks away from it with an opinion. The other one has a completely different opinion. How do we come together to honor each person's journey? I think that's what you're doing in your show. Exactly. Jessica, thank you for today. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? One. Better not be looking for no job. (laughs) That's what I was just talking about right there. One, get over yourselves. (laughs) That was directed at me. No. I'm serious, myself included. If there's just a moment where we're just frustrated or angry about something, just get over yourself and figure out why. What's the real reason why the reactions that we have and then be willing to let go. Jessica Henderson, I'm Dr. Pat. Um, Again, Jessica, how do they listen to your show? Because that's now we're talking about the important stuff. You can find it on transformationtalkradio.com, The Possibility Perspective, and it's on Spotify, also Google Podcasts, uh, or my website. Okay, I, I really, I lied. I have one more question. Give us your top aha possibility for 2021. I'm not saying this to butter you up, but I have to say it is really launching the stuff we're about to launch. Like that honestly started to feel like it was so far fetched and not a reality that now that it's becoming a reality, my aha is, I can't share all of this in this like 30 seconds. Yes. The aha came from a call we were on with with a tech company that was so in awe of us and what we can do. My aha moment was like, holy crap, we actually do a lot of really great stuff that we take for granted because we're so good at it. And the other thing too is, this is this isn't you and I sitting in a room and building it. We've taken every request from every host we've ever had in in 11 years and every guest I've ever had and we've done our best to incorporate it. 